welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast. We're developing a long-lasting, happy marriage as the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe click the five stars, and leave a review. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. Also, I'm hosting a live episode on Fridays from 4 to 5 Mountain Standard Time where I can take phone calls with any questions about marriage. It's free advice. So please be sure to call me at 720-999-9538 Fridays from 4 to 5 Mountain Standard Time. Again, that's 720-999-9538. Today, I am focusing on seven ways to manage a hothead. So by definition, a hothead is someone who loses their temper quickly and often. And you may be a hothead listening to this right now, or you might be married to a hothead. But hotheads cause problems in marriage for a variety of reasons. And so today, the session is all about what to do if you're the hothead and what to do if you're on the other side of a hothead. Because hotheads tend to create a lot of drama and anger and friction in relationships. And what's causing their emotions may be valid, but the way they're handling their emotions creates more problems. So I'm going to begin by talking to hot heads. So again, if this is you, I'm talking to you, or if you think this is your spouse, make sure they're listening because I'm going to first address five points for the hot head, and then I'll go into point six and seven if you're on the other side of a hot head. So step one for hot heads is you want to take ownership that you're a hot head. Be careful not to be in denial about your temper. Some people are in denial and they rationalize it or they justify it or they they have all these reasons why they got upset and et cetera, et cetera. But the best thing to do is just own it. If you're a hothead and you know that your temper can get the best of you, then own it and just say, I'm a hothead. You know, I don't like that about myself. I have a temper and I know I need to improve on it. I don't quite know how yet but that is who I am. I can be a hothead if I'm not careful. That's owning it. So I just want to encourage you to take ownership because if you try to pretend you don't have one, it makes it even worse. So that's step one, take ownership that you're a hothead. Two, explore the origins. What's made you a hothead? For some of you, it may be because you were abused growing up. A lot of experiences of abuse can create rage inside of us when we're young because we have no power and we have no voice and we have no control and it just builds up this massive just volcano of rage. And so when we become an adult, we just spew hot flames all over the place because we're reacting out of trauma, out of abuse, out of powerlessness. So for some of you that are hothead, that may be the origins. For others of you, perhaps it was modeled for you. Maybe that's how your parents talked with you. They were a hothead. 
Or maybe that's how your parents interacted with one another. They were hotheads with each other. And so you saw hot-tempered and harsh words and harsh startups. And that was a part of your family culture growing up. And so that became your normal. And so it, it was modeled for you. So that's another common origin. But it's important to think about what made you a hothead. What caused this pattern of of anger for you and how you interact with strong, intense feelings because you learned it somewhere. Third thing to consider is you need to buy in to the reasons to curb your hothead behavior. If you're a hothead and you don't think it's a problem and you don't think you know it's really a big deal, then you're not going to be motivated to change it. So instead, I encourage you to consider some reasons why it's important for you to curb that behavior. One of the reasons is it most likely is really difficult for your spouse. If you're a hot-headed person, it probably floods them every time you lose your temper. It overwhelms them. You're probably like a, a tsunami just drenching them with your feelings. And they probably fall apart. They probably either run away or they fight back. But most likely, if you're a hothead, it's really difficult for your partner. So that's one reason to work on curbing it. A second reason is you may say and do things when you're a hothead that you later regret. Because when you're in that fight fight mode, your blood flow is going to your core. Your blood flow is cut off from your brain because it's going to your core. So that's usually when we say things that are exaggerated or we say things that we forget And so most likely, a lot of times after you cool off, you feel guilt for how you behaved. So that's another reason to try to learn to curb it because you probably say and do things you later regret. A third reason to potentially curb your hot-headedness is that it's a poor example for your kids if you have kids. If they see dad constantly losing his temper and spouting out names and throwing things, guess what? That's how they're going to learn that. And that's how they're going to start handling their emotions. And so it's a poor role model for kids. Anger is not the problem. But what we do with our anger is often the problem. So the third tip here is for all hotheads listening is you want to buy into the reasons to curb it. And those are three possible reasons right there I just went through. A fourth thing to consider for hotheads listening to this is you need to consider mastering relaxation techniques. And you need to practice these and master these when you're not upset so that when you get upset, you can tell your body is starting to change and you can start learning your signs of when you're getting upset. And then you can employ these relaxation techniques. One of them is deep breathing exercises. The best way to do this is five seconds in through your your nose and then 10 seconds out of your mouth very slowly like you're blowing off hot soup. So five seconds into your nose, 10 seconds out of your mouth like you're blowing off hot soup. That calms you down. That lowers your heart rate. Another relaxation technique is progressive muscle relaxation. That's where you start with the head and you tighten all muscles in your head as tight as you can. And then you hold it for 10 seconds and then you release. And then you go to your shoulders and you tighten your shoulders as tight as you can for 10 seconds. And then you release. And you do that from your head all the way down to your feet. So when you spike your tension and release it, 
then you get more relaxed afterwards. A third option for relaxation technique is visualization. So you can calm yourself down by imagining putting yourself in a very relaxing area and then imagine what you'd be experiencing through your five senses. So what would I be seeing? What would I be smelling? What would I be tasting, etc.? Putting yourself in a relaxing setting and going through your five senses of what you'd be experiencing is another great way to lower your heart rate. So you need some tools in your toolbox if you're a hothead on how to relax. Again, because then the moment you find yourself getting upset or angered, you can pull out these tools and apply them to yourself to help you calm down. A fifth thing to consider if you're the hothead is you need to first go and calm down and relax and de-flood. And then once you come back, then you want to express what you're feeling using the four steps to a soft startup. Make the four steps to a soft startup your standard to strive towards. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean you're going to hit it every time. But you need a vision of what you're striving towards. And what you're striving towards is learning how to express your emotion, your complaint towards your spouse through the four steps of a soft startup. That's a constructive expression of what you're feeling. Because if you're a hothead, you have strong emotions. And so the goal is not to turn off all emotions and never express what you really feel. That's not the goal. The goal is to learn how to express what you feel more constructively. Because your goal when you're upset is you want your spouse to hear you. You want them to validate you. You want them to make some changes. That's not going to happen if you're losing your temper. Because they feel attacked and all they know how to do is defend themselves in that moment. So to review, the four steps to a soft startup, you start off with how they've improved on the area you're upset about. Then you go into how this behavior you're upset about may not be all their fault. Then you want to talk about how you might be contributing because their behavior might be poking into a wound of yours or a value or you may have done something that encouraged their behavior that upset you. And then you go into your complaint. And the complaint is whatever you feel and why, but you can't say the word you. can't say always or never. And you want to express your tender underbelly under the anger. So maybe sad, hurt, lonely, scared. And access your core need that's being tapped into. What core need for you is getting tapped into? That's the soft startup. Let that start becoming your vision for where you want to get when you express yourself to your partner. And I have other episodes on that, so you can listen to those if you need to, but let that become your standard. Now, step number six, if you're on the other side of a hothead, I would suggest do not engage. If you start engaging when they're losing their temper, it's a losing battle. Because even if you try to be be thoughtful with what you say back, or if you try to reason with them, or if you get defensive, no matter what you say on average, is not going to work when someone is losing their temper. So the best thing you can do usually if your partner is losing their temper is call a timeout because you are flooded. And I've talked about this in other episodes that you can just say flooded and that means you need to take a break. And if you're the one who's hot-headed, make sure you allow time for that break. Don't pursue them. If they say flooded and they need a break, give time for a break. So that's the, that's the one thing to consider if you're on the other side of a hothead is to call that timeout for flooded so you both can calm down. When you're in that deflood time, 
one tip that can be really helpful is write down the situation from your viewpoint and then write the situation down again as if you were your partner. It's one of the best ways to spike your empathy for what's going on for your partner in addition to what's going on for you. Point number seven, if you're on the other side of a hothead, is after they've calmed down and they express their complaint through the soft startup, then you provide empathy. And that's where you can say comments like, I can see how you'd feel this because of that, or it makes sense that you're feeling this because of this. You provide empathy at that point. And that's the two birds on the same branch approach. And as a reminder, empathy is not if you agree with what they're feeling. Empathy is when you really try to to put yourself in their shoes, consider their upbringing, their emotional wounds, their insecurities, their temperament, their values. When you consider all that about your spouse, then it will start making sense how what just happened made them feel that way. That's what empathy is because then you can always empathize even if you disagree with what they're feeling and why they're feeling that way. So there you have it. So those are some suggestions to get started. Seven ways to manage a hothead. So the first five are addressed to the hothead. So if that's you, step one is take ownership. Step two, explore the origins, what's made you that way. Step three, buy into the reasons why it's important to curb it. Step four, you need to master relaxation techniques so you can pull them out when you start getting upset and apply them to yourself to calm down. And then five, you want to strive towards expressing your complaint using the four steps to a soft startup. Step six is for those on the other side of a hothead. The moment you notice your partner losing their temper, call timeout, say you're flooded, allow for that break to deflood, and then when they come back and express their complaint with that soft startup, this is point number seven, you respond with empathy. I can see how you'd feel this because of that. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast, and be sure to tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website. It's drwyattfisher.com. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And check out my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Wyatt Fisher. If you believe in this podcast and would like to help me reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time by keeping it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash marriage steps. Also, If you are happily married, I'd love to have you on the show to hear your story and have you do a we're in love scream so others can learn from you and be inspired. So if that's you, please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is a living organism. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.